Bible preaching from what it means to be as wise as a serpent? What it means to be as wise as a serpent. And um, last week we began to understand that serpents are masters of inner power. When you see them and you see their slimy nature and you, 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 you have a feel of the skin, you will not associate them with great power. But their power is not visible on the outside. Their power is from within. Now, Jesus also taught us a great truth in Mark chapter 7, verse 20 to 23. We're going to look at it again. Mark chapter 7, verse 20 to 23. Let's take a look at it again. And let's um, see. Something that is so powerful. Mark chapter 7 from verse 20 to 23. And he said, that which cometh out of the man, that which cometh out of the man, that defileth the man. Now you would notice that which cometh out of the man is nothing that you can observe. It's nothing that is, 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 is. is is, is picked up or can be picked up by any of the five senses. None of our five senses is able to lay hold of that which comes out of the man. Are you with me? Yeah. Yeah. And Jesus is telling us that it is that which come out of the man that is that which defiles the man. And then he goes on for, from within. And so he specifies exactly where it's coming from. What he means by that which cometh out of the man. It says for from within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts. Out of from within, proceed. So you cannot, you cannot look at a beautiful girl and think, that oh she's all so glorious oh i cannot expect anything anything offensive coming from her no it's impossible no you can't do that or you can't look at how handsome or how 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 he has mastered the art of communication or 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 social skills or etiquette you know how well he has mastered all these things that are so appealing to man. You know, you cannot look at any of these things to, 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 to perceive that which is from within. No, 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 no. As a matter of fact, man gives himself to worship that which is on the outside because that is all that he can present to others to receive glory and to receive honor and to be worshipped. That is what you see on television. That is what you see on all these, all these people, all these people who are trying to show their skills, show their hair, show their face, show their, 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 their body. Their, you know, all these things are attempts of man to, 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 to take reasoning to its highest form where you are able to subject yourself to discipline so that you can present something before man that man will worship. 
So hair, clothing, body face, the body shape, you know, communication, all these things. That's what we do. And the Lord is saying that you can't look at any of these to ascertain that which is within. No, there is no way. But from within, out of the heart of men, proceed. If you see evil, it is coming from within. It's not from outside. That is why, that is why you can marry someone who can kill you. Say, hey, how's it possible? Yeah, because from within, proceed. Evil thoughts. Adulteries come from within. Fornications come from, from within. You can't look at, you can't look at, you can't look at how harmless he or she looks and think that you cannot, he cannot lead you into adultery or lead you into fornication. No, 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 no. Yeah. Murders, it comes from within. There is no art on the face that will tell you that it's a murderer. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the next verse. It's powerful. Then it says, theft. It says theft. So when somebody wants to steal from you, you cannot look at his face and tell that this guy is a thief or this guy is not a thief. You can't. Covetousness or greed. Jealousy. Wickedness. Deceit or deception, the power to deceive, lasciviousness, which is indecency, an evil eye, another way of saying jealous, blasphemy, pride. You cannot look at you cannot look at how harmless he or she is and think that he's humble. No, <laughs> foolishness. The guy is the guy is so smart. As in as academics, very, very smart, proficient in, 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 in this field of study, very proficient, but very foolish. <laughs> very, 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 very smart in this, but very foolish. You can't, you can't see it. You say, how can somebody be smart and be foolish? <laughs> you have no idea. The fact that you are smart in math does not mean that you are you are wise. No, 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 no. Being being smart in math and physics and chemistry does not make you wise. No, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. Rather, it makes you it makes you more able to cheat and to deceive. But it doesn't make you it doesn't make you wise. And all these things come from within. Next verse, then it says, all these evil things come from within, and they defile the man. They defile the man. Now, now, this is why, this is why, no matter what laws you make for the man, no matter what laws you make for the woman, no matter what laws you give them, because the thing that, that skewed them towards evil is coming from within. 
if you are going to ensure that they will do the right thing, you have to first change that which is within. Otherwise, no matter what laws you present to them, no matter what restrictions, they are just waiting. That is why when you are driving, you will notice that, you notice that if the speed limit says 55, you want to go at 55 and add five more because at least they might give you a leeway. But the moment you reach a place like a bridge or a place where it's impossible for any policeman to hide in, in the bushes, when you reach those places and they say that the speed limit is even 70, you'll find that you find yourself going 80 because it, it, you cannot be found. You cannot be caught. Do you know what I'm saying? Why is that? It's because that evil that wants you to break the law, <laughs> the restriction doesn't mean anything. You, 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 you only go within the speed limit only when you can identify that there may be a police latch, latch, latching lingering somewhere. Are you with me that you might be caught? That's the only reason. But when you may not be caught, you'll find out that laws and restrictions don't bind you. <laughs> so ask yourself, ask yourself, when you catch a thief, should you kill the thief? Are you not also a thief? <laughs> they say that this is what you must do. You say that, no, I, I won't do that. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So you find out that that which defiles you, that makes you, that makes you edge towards iniquity. I mean, perversity. That makes you perverse. Uh-huh. It comes from within. Now, now, Jesus, when he was preaching this statement or making this declaration, he was preaching to a people whom he has come to die for. To take that nature that was within them, that makes them always violate God's law, that makes them always work, do everything that is against what God chooses, that makes them choose what God hates, that makes them love evil and, and take evil to its final conclusion. He was coming to bring that nature to an end. Hallelujah. Amen. Very good. Very good. Now, and so when he says that be wise as serpents, you will find out that one of the, 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 the wisdom that you will find in the serpent is its ability to develop its inner strength, which is not visible to any of the animals around. When the animal sees the snake, it thinks that, ah, this wormy thing that can't, you know, look at what he has, it has done. I, I have teeth. You don't have teeth. I mean, you don't have the teeth that I have. What makes you think that you can take me out? You can take me down. I'm going to take you down. But before this huge animal with, with, with teeth like a lion, before it could come near, the snake is able to spit something. And that which it spits on this powerful animal begins to paralyze the animal. And the animal finds out that there is no strike. Are you with me? Yes. But I am dying. <laughs> hey! What do you think? Powerful inner strength. Inner strength. These are masters of inner power. 
So that is what we are trying to understand. So to be wise as a serpent, you must seriously work on what is within you. You cannot, we cannot be used by God if we are not as wise as a serpent. A snake has a lot of power, and the power is all internal. It is internal. The great wisdom of the serpent is to develop internal power. The great wisdom of the serpent is to fight with internal powers. Work on your hidden internal thinking processes. Hidden internal mind. Yeah. Yeah. And so all of us, all of us must begin to work on our inner man, our inner man, our innermost being, our innermost being. We are going to find out how we do this. Yeah. We must all, we must all. You see, when you when you open your 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 your, your inner life to hidden evil thoughts, hidden deceit or deception, hidden thefts, hidden adultery, all your powers go out and you will be like a snake without venom. A snake without saliva. Are you understanding it? Yes. That is why we should talk less. Because we make numerous, we make terrible mistakes. We, 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 we give ourselves over to devils and demons by talking plenty. Because you are talking from, 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 from your senses, from, your, from, 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 from the effect and the influence of the world. Anybody who talks, he's bubbling, always talking, talking. Listen, the Bible says that when a person keeps silence, even though he may be foolish, everybody takes him for a wise person. Do you know that? Yeah. <laughs> just by being quiet. Just by not talking plenty. And then when you talk, you find out that you have subjected what you're about to say to a lot of thinking. Does that make sense? Yeah. Aha. You subject it to the word of God. But if you're a babbler, you'll find out that what you say, you don't give yourself the chance to even subject it to the word of God to see if it is right and proper to come from you. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so every one of us is either going to talk is either going to, to release things out of the inner man or out of the outer man, the flesh. Now, let me explain what I'm trying to say to you. You see, before Jesus came on the scene, I mean, before Jesus died, what we had on the inside is that which will always defile us, was defile us, and will always defile us. But now that he has died and he has taken that inner man, the spirit that we were, he has taken it and he has died with us in him, buried together with him. Three days, 
it took three days for that death because the finality of death cannot be ascertained until three days has come. So that nature, that which was within us, that defiled us constantly, that made us so perverse, Jesus, through the sacrifice of his death, has brought that to an end. Now, in the resurrection, in the resurrection, a new nature, a new inner man has come forth. You know, the Bible says in Romans 4, verse 25, look at Romans 4, verse 25. Look at it. Romans 4, verse 25. It says, he was, he was, he was given up. He was given up for our offenses or iniquities. He was delivered for our offenses. He was delivered for our offenses. And was raised again to make us righteous or raised again for our justification. So he took death for everything that we had done and everything that was wrong with us, our perversity, our iniquity. He took death for us, for it. And he raised us up for what he did. Are you with me? Yes. He raised us up to bring forth a new nature, the very nature of God. So we were buried together with him. He took death and he took us along in the death and we have been buried together with him. You see, I don't feel it. It's spiritual. It's your spirit that he took. Have you felt your spirit before? No. Have you felt your spirit before? No. So why do you want to feel it before you know that it's true? Are you not a spirit? Yes. If you are a child of God, are you not born of the Spirit of God? Yes. If the Spirit gives birth, what will it give birth to? Spirit. Exactly. So now we have been raised. If, can you can you can you give this to us in the amplified version? Maybe I think it might be a little bit easier for you to understand. The amplified version. Let me see what it says. who was betrayed and put to death because of our misdeeds and was raised to secure our justification, our acquittal, making our account balance and absolving us from all guilt before God. Anyway, that was, that was just an expounding of that scripture. Now, 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 now that we have a new creature, a new inner man. Now that we have a new nature, a new inner man, a new nature, we must, we must, we must develop it. We must let it have the dominant effect that it is called to have on us. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes. Yes. So, so, so we read a scripture in Galatians 5 verse 22 to 23, it says, Galatians 5, verse 22 to 
it says, but the fruit of the spirit. Now, now let me ask you something. How do you get how do you how do you get fruit from a seed? How do you get how do you get fruit from a seed? First of all, it's planted, right? Yes. And then what do you do? You make sure that there is good ground or fertilizer. Yeah. You make sure that you nourish it with what? Water. And you keep doing it. You keep doing it. Now, let me ask you something. Do you think farmers go and they throw the seeds everywhere and then they go for one year when they come, the, the, the fruits are born? No. No. Why don't farmers do that? Because they know that not only are you going to get the, 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 the seeds sprouting some leaves, but there will be weeds that will also come forth. And the wheat will contend with the seed that you sow. And they will deprive the seed of its proper nourishment. So when you come after a year, you'll find out that the weeds have become very strong. And there are no fruits. I get what I'm saying. Yes. But where good seeds sown. Yeah. Do you remember the parable that Jesus also spoke? Yeah. The parable of the wheat and the tares. Yes. The master sowed the seeds of wheat, expecting that only, 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 only the 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 seeds will sprout forth proper seedlings that will grow up to yield more wheat. When he when they came. When the, when the laborers went, they said, ah, master, did you not only sow wheat seeds? How come there are tears all around? Then he said that the enemy has done this. Likewise, likewise, by the sacrifice of his death and your death, because you were taken and baptized into his death, to end that nature once and for all, for he that is dead, Dead is the only one who is freed from that nature. This is true. Now, by his resurrection, a new nature has come forth. It's a new seed sown by God himself. In a fertile ground. The problem is that on this same fertile ground that God has sown his own seed, the seed of his son, the seed of his nature, there are also other seeds that the enemy is going to constantly sow in your life. And the instruction is that God says, is telling us, the Holy Spirit is telling us that there is a fruit that the spirit bears because of what has been sown inside you. It says that fruit, it is love. It is joy. It is peace. It is long-suffering, it is gentleness, it is goodness, it is faith. For these, for these to begin to materialize in your life, which is the fruit of the Spirit, there is work to be done. If the farmer sows it and just departs, expecting that when he comes back in the year, he will find only these things. 
No, 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 no. Why? There is a present enemy who doesn't want any of these things because any of these paralyzes his power. Any of these things, any of these things ends his influence, not only over you, but over everyone who, whose life you touch. Does that make sense? Yeah. He knows it. And so he also will come and begin to sow. And he sows through your flesh. He sows through your flesh because he knows that your flesh there didn't get born again. He knows, he knows, he knows that your mind didn't get born again. It will never get born again. And he knows that you are a baby Christian. Or you are, you are, you are, you are, you are, you are, a, uh, what do you call it? A seedling. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So this is when he attacks. And he will keep attacking so that this seed or this seedling will never become a tree. Because it becomes a tree, he's finished. Wow, what do you think? Very powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Now, when you look at these fruits, they don't look powerful. They don't look powerful. They don't look powerful at all. In fact, they make you look like you are a weakling. Like the fruit called love which covers a multitude of sins. It sees this offense and it covers it. Doesn't even bring it up. Doesn't want to talk about it. It sees this offense. You say, ah, let me find something. How can I cover this offense? I need to cover this offense so that nobody sees it. He finds this offense. Why? Love covereth a multitude of sins. Hatred, selfishness, self-centeredness rather exposes every one of them. Hey, I get what I'm saying. Yeah. I tell you, it's so amazing. It's so amazing. It's so amazing. So, so now, so now, how do we develop this inner power? We do so by investing in your spirit. We do so by investing in your spirit. So the scripture that we are, we are standing upon is Galatians 6, verse 8. Listen to me. Through the sacrifice of Jesus' death, a new nature, a new inner man has been sown by God himself. And he expects that it will bear fruit. He expects that it bears fruit. He expects that it bears fruit. And everything that you need for this inner man to begin to bear his fruit, he has provided already. He has provided already. It's not about being smart. It's not about being, being, being talented. It's not about being of any particular race or calling or upbringing. No, 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 no. This behold, all things are become new. So we have been given the same play field, everybody. Wow, what do you think? It's powerful. Yeah, the same seed that, that was sown in Eric, or that has been sown in Eric, is the same seed that has been sown in Chris. It's the same seed that has been sown in Amy. It's the same seed that has been sown in Rachel. It's the same seed that has been sown in Helena. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. 
the same seed. The same seed. Now, the scripture says, Galatians 6 verse 8. Look at it. Galatians 6 verse 8. For he that soweth to his flesh, he shall of the flesh reap what? Corruption. Corruption. But he that sows to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. So, so how do we, how do we bring forth the fruit of the spirit? Simply by sowing to the spirit. How do we bring forth the fruit of the flesh? Simply by sowing to the flesh. It is as simple. Everybody can do this. Everybody can sow to his flesh. Everybody can sow to his spirit. Hey, everybody can do it. I said everybody can do it. Everybody can sow to either his flesh or to his spirit. And every day, I'm telling you, you are either sowing to your flesh or to your spirit. But take it further. Take it deeper. Every moment of the day, you are either sowing to your flesh or sowing to your spirit. The Holy Spirit is present to help you and to enable you to sow to your spirit. The enemy and devils and demons are also present to help you sow to your flesh. Hey. Wow. How do you sow to your, to your spirit? By regular quiet times with God. Regular quiet times. Why? Your flesh eats. You see, your flesh eats. See, your flesh eh? it eats um, um, porridge. It eats oats. Your flesh it eats fried egg. It eats loves cheese. It loves the bacon. It loves it loves the the juices. Your flesh. It loves the rice and stew, your flesh. It loves the cake, your flesh. It loves, it loves Diego, your flesh. It loves Tiozafi, your flesh. It loves Banku and okra soup, your flesh. It loves fufu and soup and many, many, many kinds of meat, bat meat and all kinds of meat. <laughs> <laughs> Your flesh, it has a variety of stuff that it desires and longs for, and is never satisfied by any of them. It has a, it has a variety, but it's never satisfied by any of them. Can you imagine? God availed to Adam every 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 tree that is good for food. Every tree, name it. Every fruit, every every fruit bearing tree, he availed it. There was one that he said, this one is not good for you. That is the one that he went for. <laughs> hey! What do you think? Mm. So you develop your inner man by sowing to your spirit. And one of the ways is to have regular Quiet times, daily quiet times, daily quiet times. And when you do your quiet times, you are not done with God. No, no. 
you are actually now going to walk with him after spending time with him in the morning. You are now going to now walk with him. And that the quiet time which you, you did in the morning is what is going to now guide you in your next activity. It's going to guide you in your other activity, in your work activity, in your parental activity, in your relating activity, in your financial activity, in everything. It is the quiet time which you did that is what is going to lead you to prosper in every facet of your life hallelujah number two number two meditating on the word of god meditating on the word of god Meditation has a powerful effect on you. What does it do? It begins to renew your mind. It begins to rewire your mind so that your mind which was or is predisposed to iniquity and perversity, your mind which is predisposed to choosing the ways of devils and demons, the ways of the world and the ways of the flesh, it begins to get rewired as the word begins to exercise its effect. The Holy Spirit takes the opportunity to rewire the mind. So that you who were afraid of this, you who suffered this, because of which you have erected these barriers in your life, the Holy Spirit, through the word of God that you are meditating on, removes the erection, removes the barrier which you have erected, removes the walls that you have built around you, removes the, 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 the opinions you have formulated in your mind. He removes the opinion you have formed about your wife, about your husband, about this boss, about this black person, about this white person, about this Muslim, about this Indian. It is the word of God that you meditate on that takes away, peels off that corrupt opinion which you have formulated about the person. Otherwise, nobody can do it. And God's children, majority of God's children, don't do this basic thing. That is why they have become set in their opinions. Nobody. There is nothing that you can tell them because they have suffered this, they have suffered that, they don't have this, they need this, they lack this, they, 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 this is very vital for my sustenance, and you are the one reason why I don't have it. I will hate you. Listen to me. This is how we are. It will never change. Until we subject ourselves to the life that is in the word and allow that life to begin to rewire our mind. Hey! Am I preaching to you? Yes. You know, it doesn't sound like it's so powerful, but this is the way. And the only way. There's no other way. You are fearful of this. You are fearful of that. You have this anxiety. You have this, uh, 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 what do you call, what do you call this? Um, oh, I've forgotten the, um, is this fear that comes that panic attack? Mm -hmm. All these attacks, all these mental torture that every human being suffers are the result of, of, of fears sown in our lives growing up. Fears of what we have seen, witnessed in our homes, in our schooling, in our, our working for people and the disappointment and, and the heartaches that have come our way. All these bunch up together and produce panic attacks in our lives. Mm. 
You have no idea. <laughs> the enemy loves them. He eat, that is his food. That's his specialty. Like if you were despised, if you have been despised before, or you have you have failed in something, and people have now you know people don't respect you because they were expecting that you will, you will, you will do great, and when a thing came, you didn't become anything. You listen. It forms something inside you, a zeal to now prosper in a way that those who have looked down upon you for any reason will now begin, will be forced to respect you. And you ask God to bless it. <laughs> and God is like, who, 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 who gave you that impression that you are despised anyway? And why do you have a regard for another person's opinion? And now you are living all your life to surprise that person. That person will be dead in one year. You will live for the next 30 years. After he, he's dead, what are you going to live for? <laughs> hey! But these are our motivations. These are a strong motivation. In fact, they become fights that we fight. We take on fight, foolish fights, and fight them. <laughs> because of the things that the enemy has caused us to suffer at the hands of other people. Am I pushing to you or I'm just saying something? Oh, you're preaching to us. Yeah. Yeah. You find out that you have food, you have raiment, you have everything that is requisite for life, but still the fears are not gone. <laughs> and the motivation to, to fight certain foolish fights are still becoming even stronger. Hey. Anyway, so meditate on the word of God says, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. Day and night. Meditation is not, oh, I am done with God in the morning, so now I can live my life. No, 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 no. Even when the Bible is not in front of you, you can look at something and your mind should immediately see the scripture playing out before you. Otherwise, your meditation is useless. Because... It doesn't extend into your real day-to-day -day moments in your life. Wow. Thou shalt thou, thou shall meditate therein day and night, and thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Now, listen to me. This scripture was written, was written before Jesus came on the scene. Now that Jesus has come on the scene, he wants you to see everything by him. He is the living word. This, the Bible itself is a letter. If you don't see Jesus in it, Jesus, the, the Bible is a precious book of the Lord, but it is not the end. It is to lead you to the Lord. So, so, so to understand what does my Lord want me to do now? He says, I want you to see through my eyes. Not through your eyes. I want you to think through my mind, not through your mind and your hearts and your emotions and your feelings and what you call good and what you call evil. They will lead you into corruption. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. 
So the, the third one is praying in tongues. Speaking in tongues builds you up internally. When you speak in tongues, you are edified, which means you are built up and you are charged like a battery. One who speaks in the tongue edifies himself. But one who prophesies edifies the church. So when you speak in tongues, you are building yourself up in your most holy faith. You are building yourself up in that which establishes and preserves and, and causes you to be stable and does not cause you to be swayed by opinions and by events and, and by experiences and by feelings and by, and, by, and by rationalizing. If you don't pray in tongues, you will rationalize a lot. You will make deductive reasoning. You will see how this should benefit you. And if you don't see any benefit in it, you will say, I curse it. When God is blessing it, you are cursing it. Hey! <laughs> because of self-centeredness, self-preservation, self-promotion. Listen, listen. Adam and Eve, they were naked. Though. They didn't even know what it means to be naked. They, it wasn't an issue. And God is the one who made them naked. But the moment they ate of the tree, they began to inspect themselves. Their attention moved from the, the one who made them, the one for whom they were made, to themselves. That is when they identified that they were naked. And that was no good. <laughs> hey! I tell you, as you begin to look into yourself, you discover things that God says it shouldn't bother you. Hallelujah. Amen. Am I preaching to you? Yes. yes. Yeah. So praying in tongues. And then the last one, the last one is protect your heart from evil contamination. The scripture is Proverbs 4.23. Proverbs 4.23. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Proverbs 4.23. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Can you give it to me in the, in the passion? I, I want to see what the passion says. Proverbs 4.23. Let me just read it to you. Okay. So above all, guard the affections of your heart, for they affect all that you are. See, above all, guard, guard, guard religiously, guard tenaciously the affections of your heart. Guard it, guard it, guard it. Guard discontentment, guard anxiety, prevent discontentment, fight against anxiety, fight against fear, fight against jealousy, fight against comparing yourself with another, fight against, against anything that causes unrest. It says, above all, above all, hey, guard the affections of your heart, for they affect all that you are, for they affect all that you are. 
no matter what God gives to you, if you don't guard your heart, you'll find out that you have an abundance of this, abundance of that, abundance of this. Listen to me. Even those who... Is You see, most of us were not born here. Most of us were not born here. But you know that even though we are foreigners who have come here, many foreigners have entered into an abundance, overabundance, and, 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 and influence, and, 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 and great benefits that those who were born here don't have. They don't have it. Don't know, don't have any way of having it and getting it. In fact, even if you give to them, it will flow out of them in just about a year. Am I speaking parables? <laughs> I mean, if you take all that you have and give to them, in a year, you can get all of them back from them. All of them back from them. It's like, listen to me. It's not simple, though. It's not simple. It's not simple. Only God can, can, can restore and heal and refresh and make it great. Only God. But you know that despite what you have come to gain, contentment is still lacking. Hmm. <laughs> uh. I tell you, guard your heart. Protect your heart. Guard. So anything that you experience, it has a purpose. It's a weed. The weed has been sown. You must fight it. Any insult, any rejection, any non-acceptance, any demeaning statement, any, 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 any cheating, anything, Every one of them, by your colleagues, what they say, what they do to you, it has an objective. It's not neutral. No, it's not neutral. There is nothing that happens by chance in your life. It's either coming from the devil or it's coming from the Lord. No middle ground. No middle ground. Oh, it's just me. It's not you. Oh, it's just her. It's not her. Whatever demons are following him or her, they come into the workplace. They are brought to the demon. The demon says, ah, there are many more people here. I'm going to attack, attack, attach myself to all of these. Ah, is this ah, what a harvest? Yeah, what a harvest. I have entered into a field. I'm going to harvest the field. You know that you are one of the, 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 of the of the, you, you, you are one of the, the people in the harvest field that he wants to harvest. <laughs> the demons that are following this person from home who has come to work in your unit, he has come with, with them, and the demons say, oh, one, two, three, four, five, they are all opportunities for me to wreak the havoc. I'm going to, I'm going to jump on them and I will be on them until they go home. And when they go home to, I will begin to affect their, spouse, their spouses and their children. Hey! Mm -hmm. The Lord says, guard your heart. Guard your heart. 
So this demon possessed, not possessed, but because the demons can either sit on your shoulder or they can enter you. When they enter is when they come possessed. That is when you, you, you are gone. I mean, you are gone. But for most people, they sit upon their shoulders and they bring them. So when they come, when they come, they pass a comment. It's a seed. <laughs> you think that, oh, it's just them. No, a demon has sent it. And its desire is for you. And God says, son, daughter, guard your heart with all diligence. You are not dealing with flesh and blood. You are dealing with wicked spirits, entities. They want to destroy this person and they want to use that person to destroy you and take you along. Hey! Wow. What do you think? <laughs> and the Bible said that if you sow to your flesh, eh, you will reap corruption. But if you sow to your spirit, meaning whatever comes out of that person, if you let your spirit be that which will, 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 will respond and not your feelings, not your mind, not what your experience has taught you, not what the world has taught you, not what your mama taught you, not what your colleagues have taught you, but you will let the spirit, the Holy Spirit, who is present, who is the representative of God's presence, who is going to teach you to speak. It says you are sowing to your spirit, you shall of the spirit reap life and peace. What happens is that the person who is carrying the demons would be now delivered as well because the demon did not prosper. What do you think? Very powerful. Let me read something to you. I'm only reading it to you only because I know that if I shared with you, you would not read it. <laughs> some of you, some of you, some of you will read it, but others will not. And it pains me that you know some nice things that I enjoy. It's not because you don't have time, or it's not because you don't have time. No, 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 no. Just because. <laughs> Something else. I don't know why. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Are you ready for what I'm going to read? Yes. Now, the Bible says that you know, it was prophesied in Isaiah chapter 9 that of the increase of his government or kingdom, of the increase of his government or kingdom, and of the increase of his peace, there shall be no end. The Bible says that the zeal of the Lord will perform this, right? You, you remember? As that's the night, you remember? Yes. Good. Now, if this is the case, the question is, why are so many Christians more devoted to temporal pursuits? instead of a devotion to the increase of his government, which there shall be no end, and of his peace, which there shall be no end. Don't you want to invest in that which will have no end, which will keep increasing and increasing and increasing? It's not affected by stocks. <laughs> It'll be affected by who's the president. It'll be affected by who is who and who is what. What decisions? Because right now, if, 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 if one president coughs, you are so called, so many, so whatever many you have in the stocks, 
<laughs> or whatever you said that oh your burdens is going to increase you are hope you are happy that your house is appreciating by the cough of the president your house has now been devalued <laughs> meanwhile your preoccupation is oh i will do this improvement i'll do this improvement i'll do this improvement i'll do this improvement and all it is a cough of a president <laughs> Hey! Am I speaking the truth or not? Truth. You're speaking the truth. Yeah. Yeah. So why are so many Christians more devoted to temporal pursuits? It is an obvious lack of vision, lack of wisdom and understanding. Some have let their devotion to their jobs or professions eclipse their devotion to the Lord and his commandment to seek his kingdom first. Many, listen to this, oh, this is very important. Many will protest that they must work to provide for themselves and their families. But that is not in conflict with seeking the kingdom first. Now, this is a profound statement. It says it is not in conflict. It is not standing in opposition to the instruction to seek the kingdom of God first. Neither, neither is trying to do our jobs with excellence. That is also not in conflict with seeking God's kingdom first. The answer is not to spend less time at work, but to turn work into worship. Doing all that we do as unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. What do you guys, isn't it, isn't it powerful? Yes. It's very powerful. So you're taking care of this foolish patient, this stubborn patient. I mean, there is nothing about this guy that should cause you to have mercy. <laughs> if it wasn't because of what you were, you would have knocked his head, foolish boy. <laughs> but because you are doing it as unto the Lord, the fruit is an opportunity. To let the spirit that's within you bear its fruit. It's called long suffering. It's called patience. Hey! Wow. 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 Hmm. We should see our jobs and all other responsibilities as gardens that the Lord has put us in to cultivate. As most jobs have many trials, we should see them all as opportunities to grow in the fruit of the Spirit. Grow in peace, in patience, in love, in goodness, in gentleness, in self-control. For against such, there is no law. Hallelujah. Amen. Resolving not to waste any trial but to use it as discipline to help us grow in the Lord. We should see the people we work with as those the Lord has put into our life to be a witness to and to serve. Man was created, you know, it's 8.30. I'm going to end here. I'm going to end here. But you guys are getting the drift, right? Yes. Isn't it powerful? It is. Yeah. Yeah. So 
So there really, there really, there really is, is, is a provision by God. He has taken away the, your provision. You are, because we are perfect. Every one of us was. Now, not the way the Americans call perv, perv but, but, but you, 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 you are inclined to evil. Perversity. Iniquity abounds. And God has taken it through the sacrifice of his death and now has put in his place a new spirit, a new heart. And he says, I have not only done this, but I have also provided you with my spirit, my Holy Spirit, to cause you to enter into and to walk into and to manifest the new life which I have put inside you. It's time to develop it. It's time to deploy the four things that we just learned. Quiet times. Praying in tongues. Meditating on the word of God. And protecting our heart from evil contamination. As we do this, we will see the explosion of life, of peace, of wisdom, of, of great, the great life that God purpose for you manifesting in your life in jesus name amen amen, amen.